0: Hello, this is Skidmark Central, and I am Andy uh, today, just by myself doing uh, doing my things. Uh, Dak is not here with us today. He's off doing not NASCAR things, but to each their own. Um, yeah, so just solo casting this week. It is, yeah, let's talk some Atlanta, Atlanta race, and yeah, go from there. So, last weekend was the Atlanta race, uh, newly configured Atlanta, well, not newly, we raced on it last year with the modified restrictor plate track, or whatever you want to call it, uh, but same old, same old, just a little baby. Baby restrictor plate race. Um and so yeah, let's let's get to it. We had Joey Logano leading, uh getting the pole, starting on the outside with his teammate Austin Sindrick on the inside. And that's basically kind of where it stays for the whole race. Um but I'll talk about in between the the race kind of gets off to a bang early with Bubba Wallace getting a little loose in turn two and spun around and it makes contact with the inside uh, safer barrier wall that uh, he was able to keep going but definitely had some damage on the nose and this kind of helped out a few people that we're also fighting a very loose condition that was uh, I believe it was just qualifying no practice on Atlanta and any super speedway this year so a lot of people just unloading qualifying and getting ready to race so yeah like I said a lot of loose conditions out there so people got a chance to come in and and fix fix their car up a little bit uh but Logano restarts or leads the field to the restart on lap 16 with uh, his old teammate Brad Keselowski on the outside, and Logano keeps the lead from or yeah keeps the lead on the restart, and yeah things just keep plugging along, uh, just your classic restrictor plate race of everyone jostling for position, getting then. Uh, right line to 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 make their way forward and we reach lap 60 where Logano wins stage one and he led every single lap um which is pretty impressive especially for a restricted plate race where you'd imagine there'd at least be a lead change or two uh, just with the multiple lines but this is life and we move on so all lead lap cars pit And we have Kyle Busch leading off of pit road. Um, So he leads Brad Keselowski going into stage two. And here we have a little more Jocelyn for position uh, for about 10 laps until Logano gets his way back to the lead and stays there for a while. But with this stage being a little longer, we end up having some green flag pit stops, which is pretty interesting because we mentioned last week in the cast that they moved the pit road entrance to the start of turn three, which their thought on this was to give the cars a little more time to s- slow down in a, in a more safe area on the backstretch instead of trying to slow down on the track and make their way to the... The pit entrance, because um, even though <clears throat> they changed it to a restrictor plate style race, it is still a mile and a half length course uh, with a mile and a half average, give or take, um, entrance to pit road. So when it's big pack racing and a, a clump of cars try and slow down, uh, that just doesn't work. So they made that change this year. And it really, it really um, kind of put a focus on not speeding and having the driver uh, keep that consistent speed in, on pit road and not get penalized because you have to carry that forty-five mile an hour speed limit once you hit that entrance on pit road on the back stretch. So you're going forty-five miles an hour probably an extra quarter mile, or if not closer to a half mile, uh, before you even hit pit road. So under these green flag pit stops, the drivers would either be on the verge or actually lose two laps while pitting under green. So, I mean, if all everything cycles through, everyone's fine. But if you get a penalty or get there's a yellow at some point in between the... The cycle of green flag pit stops. You do have drivers that get stuck two laps down or potentially more, um, and that that's a pretty big hole to dig out of. Let alone just a one lap, well one lap down, which everyone made it through all right, except Ryan Blaney. He got caught speeding. One of the main competitor or main, uh, yeah, competitors to like actually win the race. Got caught speeding with, uh, so that that kind of screwed his day up a little bit. Luckily, the the field stayed green while he served his pit uh, pit road penalty. So at one point he was down three laps, but with it cycling all the way through, he did get two of his laps back, but ended up still losing one lap because he had to serve that pass through penalty, um, which. He actually got kind of lucky because towards the end of the stage, he could have gotten put down a second lap, but with his teammate Logano leading, uh, he kind of wanted to stay back of... I think it was Austin Dillon, Blaney, and I forget who the last one was, but anywho, they were kind of a 3 car gaggle, fighting for a position, and with logano catching them he kind of wanted to keep his distance one like i said to help his teammate not go another lap down and two uh if he does gain some ground on him that would create a potentially another line for people behind him to draft up to and catch draft off of that bigger pack in front of him and to help pass logano so he was able to keep his distance up until about a lap to. Go Logano kind of started catching the field to to really kind of I don't know, give it his all and go hundred percent to to get his best shot at winning the stage. But coming off of turn four, his teammate Sindrick passes Logano and beats him by a nose to the line, winning the stage two. Logano does stay second for the stage, so he just misses out on a point and a playoff point. Still gets nine bonus points for finishing second in that stage. <clears throat> so Blaney stuck a lap down. I believe it is yeah, BJ McLeod got that free pass. So Blaney, unfortunately, one lap down, but still uh, lucky to uh, not go two laps down. Uh, so all lead lap cars pit, and you have... Um, Amarola, most notably, taking no fuel and, or taking no fuel, that'd be dumb. Uh, he took no tires and only fuel. So he came out with the lead, uh, coming into stage three with Ricky Stenhouse on the, um, on the outside. Um, oh. Uh, reverse that Amarola started on the outside with Stenhouse on the inside Uh, and it was it would be definitely a test for Amarola and these tires because uh, there isn't really fall off per se since it is a restrictor plate and you can use a lot of of uh, aerodynamics to keep your speed up but the tires with the tighter corners do wear faster uh, then like at a Daytona or Talladega. So this is kind of pushing it for the field with how far you can actually go on a set of tires. Um, a little foreshadowing there, but <clears throat> you do have the restart and this is kind of the first part of the race where you don't have Logano, even in the top five, I want to say he kind of fell back on that pit stop. So he would have to make his way up through the field. And he was also maybe even kind of lucky, not being up there to start because right as the green flag starts for stage three, it gets pretty racy, and a lot of people trying to get the lead, get out front, and get that get that clean air. Uh, but on lap, uh, what is it? Lap ninety, so about thirty laps after the start of the third stage, you have Harvick leading. And uh, with a big lead got pushed out front and Ross Chastain was catching them fast and he did his best to slow down uh, and kind of match Harvick's speed to give him another bump coming out of the, the turn but you had Chastain get close enough and Harvick's car get uh, be loose enough that it it there's some arrow issues and got Harvick spun around and ended up causing the first big one. Uh, so you had Harvick, along with 10 other drivers, get involved in the crash. Most notably, Kyle Busch, uh, William Byron, and uh, Bubba Wallace getting in, in, in on the action, too. Uh, you had uh, everyone be able to to keep running, although with damage and 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 some laps down but you had Harvick Byron Burton McLeod and Chris Busher all having to retire due to uh, damage from from the from the incident but that is good news for Ryan Blaney because he is able to get the free pass and back onto the lead lap uh, so he did not spend much time uh, going a lap down which was which was nice for for the situation he was put in. So all lead lap cars. Um uh, gets some, gets uh, uh down goes down pit road. But most notably again you had Eric Amarola only taking fuel. Uh, still no tires. Uh, which which was uh pretty pretty wild because he at this point i think he had gone about 60 laps without changing tires which i mean at old atlanta you just you would have been riding on your rims at that point but but this track was repaved but a lot more abuse on these tires so it was just yeah surprising that he did not uh take tires that time around uh so you had him uh, leading the field's greed on the outside with Brad Keselowski on the inside and you had um, let's see here yes, you had Amarola taking the lead and kept the lead for a while uh, but on lap 109 with 70-ish laps on his tires, he ends up blowing um, blowing a tire, hitting the wall, and coming back and collecting Kyle Larson and Justin Haley, Tyler Reddick, along with Daniel Suarez. So that brought out another quick caution. And just like that, Stuart Haas is down two drivers uh, with, with um, Amarola and then uh, notably... Kyle Larson had to also uh, retire his car with damage he got in that race. So Harvick and Amarilla out just like that. Um, but the race still continues. So here you had a few drivers stay out, or most drivers stay out, and few drivers go in get fuel and and tires. Um, probably trying to play the fuel game just in case it goes to the end. Um, even though most drivers were probably set on that last caution, uh, on fuel, but they probably just wanted to be set for, for any overtimes or potential overtimes. So race gets going with about 60 laps, 60-ish laps to go. And Brad Keselowski takes the lead and kind of the rest of the way it stays side by side. And there's some good racing, a lot of, and yeah, there's a lot of Logano and Brad Kazlowski action up front. Uh, just jostling for position. It was pretty good. Uh, a lot of clean racing, which was nice to see, for especially for a restricted plate tra- uh, track. And um, you get Logano uh, coming to the white flag uh, behind Brad Keselowski and um, coming down the backstretch I want to say Logano makes a move to the outside and gets door to door with Kozlowski and from there he was able to get by him and pass him for the lead and eventually takes the checkered flag and wins it gets Ford their first win of the season with Brad Kozlowski still holding on to finish second uh, after holding the lead at the start of the white flag and then to round out your top 10 here, we got Christopher Bell in third with Corey LaJoy uh, and Tyler Reddick in fifth. Then you have Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Eric Jones, Ty Gibbs, and then Kyle Bush coming back from that crash uh, to finish 10th. Uh, <clears throat> so, like I kind of said in the beginning, pretty good race uh, for a restricted plate race, but I don't know. I'm still still a fan of that that old Atlanta. Uh, even though they would have had to repave it at some point um, and they just didn't want to go the way of Texas or Vegas or, or those other tr- uh, mile-and-a-half tracks after having to repave they get kind of boring and uh, turn into more snooze fest. So I applaud them for trying something new. Uh, it's definitely interesting uh, seeing a, a kind of a stricter plate track that's this short in length. Uh, but, um, not my favorite, but we carry on, uh, so uh, going into fantasy, too bad Dax not here to, to keep me honest on this, but don't tell anyone he did win fantasy. So that, that, that makes it, uh, I believe three to two, I'm still in the lead, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if he can keep this stretch going or if it's just a a one-off i at the time of me casting i have not received dax fantasy picks for circuit of the americas uh so i don't know it'll be a surprise for you when he tells you what he had next week and, and we'll go from there but myself for my starters at coda i have ross chastain aj allmendinger ryan blaney Daniel Suarez, Tyler Reddick, and in the garage I have Denny Hamlin. And then for the matchups, I have Daniel Suarez over Michael McDowell, Tyler Reddick over Kyle Busch, A.J. Allendinger over Kyle Larson, and Austin Sindrick over Ty Gibbs. So we'll see uh, how that turns out it'll be interesting as one of the major rules changes going into the 2023 season is that the stage breaks will be no more at the road courses so they will still count for points and hand out playoff points and stage points as normal but there will not be a full course yellow during this time to kind of help Bring, bring, uh, bring back the strategy to road course racing. Like Dak and I have kind of been preaching ever since they started stage breaks uh, with the road courses. On um, It kind of force your hand one way or the other. You either fight for stage points or you fight for the win because uh, you'd have people pitting like two or three laps before the stage end and lose out on stage points, but set them up, set themselves up for a win or you'd have the people that get the stage win, but then have to pit under caution. And then they'd be in the back of the field having to pass everyone all over again. And it just, it wasn't fair. Kind of pigeonholing uh, these teams into making a decision while now without the stage breaks, they could kind of have a little more fluid or fluidity and, how they want to set up their race uh and still have chance to get stage points as well as fight for a chance to win the race uh, so i'm pretty excited about that also other news uh in the rule world of nascar is that the experiment is over for the extended restart zone um so this was initially a a rule to give the leader a little bit more of an advantage in deciding when they can start the or restart the race and this it it was stemmed off of people trying to time when the leader will go and then get kind of an unfair advantage on the leader uh, with the restart zone being so small there's only so much distance they can or so much of a time frame that they can restart so the other drivers are getting pretty good at timing that and with the longer restart zone they were hoping to uh, give the advantage back to the leader but there was one incident i believe it was at vegas or it might have been california but the uh the back of the pack stacked up uh trying to time the restart and caused a big crash other than that, I don't really didn't really notice any difference in at least like accordion style issues of crashing or people getting their noses smashed in. But NASCAR decided to stop it there and and not take it any further, which is is okay by my means. I I didn't really notice a difference uh in in either option, so maybe that's why they're. They're deciding, deciding to revert back to what they were doing because it, it didn't really matter. But, anywho, that is a rules change um, for this. And it uh, also, uh, the first chance we'll be able to see the choose rule in effect at a road course. So, this is uh, last year they. Kind of had the choose rule for all oval tracks, minus restrictor plate races and road courses. So this year they've got it for every single track. So it'll be interesting to see how many people will take that inside line uh, going into the first turn and and see where that that I guess break point is on. You take that chance on starting on the outside instead of taking the preferred line on the inside. So that'll that'll be fun to see. Uh, in action here at CODA this upcoming weekend. Um, I guess other news and notes. I'm not really sure if I have anything other. Oh, I guess, uh, yeah, so this is kind of the, the next race on the docket, I guess I'll call it, uh, with a lot of uh, quote-unquote celebrity appearances. So you've got the project. 91 or whatever it's called for track house racing, bringing back Kimi Räikkönen. He most notably ran at Watkins Glen last year. He ran pretty well, but ended up crashing out. And then we have, uh, who else? Jimmy Johnson is coming back and, and racing this one as well as, um, uh, there's a couple more Connor Daly, will be racing uh, in the number 50 car. And, uh, oh, this uh, Jordan Taylor will be filling in for Chase Elliott, uh, taking Josh Berry out of that ride for the week, which, side note, I'm not sure they have a set schedule after this upcoming week at COTA for the replacement driver uh, for Chase Elliott. So we'll have to keep eyes on that for... Uh, who Hendrick will announce to to keep that substitution uh, Or the substitution ride going um, And I think that is it for guest appearances at Coda um, Yeah, and news and notes otherwise, I'm not seeing much of anything but uh, yeah, so I guess I guess that's that. We will call it here. Uh, hopefully, we'll have Dak back in action next week uh, because it's my turn to be not casting. I will be out of the office and having some fun. Uh, so. Dak will be with you recapping the Coda race and previewing whatever race is after. I am blanking on it right now. Uh, But anywho, that is it for this week. Um, Dak will be with you next week. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. Watch the Coda race this upcoming weekend on Fox. I believe the race starts at Two thirty Eastern, so keep an eye on that. All right, goodbye.